2: Hello and welcome to the 276th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim, rested and recovered in Orlando, Florida.
0: This is Matt, cold and tired in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: And this is Spencer maxing and relaxing in Boston, (laughs) Massachusetts, uh, where you guys, I have been just crushing the training uh, for our dirty Kansas adventure. I am I have been researching gravel. Uh, I have been mm-hmm. studying all the different kinds of lime rocks that there could be that we could encounter. <laughs> I have been mm-hmm. uh, reading up on the mineral deposits in the area. And the
2: have you checked the topography
1: map? I have not checked the topography map, no, but I am looking into the brush uh and uh grasses of the area. So I'm gonna be familiar with uh what we can forage out there um on the road. So yeah, I'm definitely yeah (laughs) special. We have
2: since we're gonna be on a tandem. Now I'm hopefully not a soft ride. Yeah. But if I mean if if we're on a traditional tandem with a the double diamond formation. <laughs> There's a lot of frame bag area well, here see, that we can bring a lot of supplies. This is part
1: of my strategy is uh, if I know the, uh, the local genome uh, very well then we can carry less and then go faster, be a lighter weight tandem uh, and just pick up food yeah. along the road. Uh, okay. So,
0: Spencer, did you pick up a copy of uh, from 1987 of Roadside Kansas, A Traveler's Guide to Its Geology and Paperback uh, and Landmarks? No, it's let in me... paperback. It's by Rex Buchanan and uh, James R. McClarley.
1: Let me Google that, that one up. up. Yeah, let me just uh, drop that in the cart right now. That sounds like a great read. Yeah. Um, but, cool. Tim, you know, speaking of the software, I, I, that is our A bike right now. Hopefully, it will be our B bike. Eventually, no disrespect intended to the soft ride. I am, I am sure it is as worried about you as you are about it. Um, and we just don't want any damage to to occur. I
2: did did weigh in today at 184 pounds. I was at 189 when we discussed the soft ride. So after Thanksgiving, it was pretty good. I did have a little bit of a cold as everyone knows. Uh So maybe, uh, it will go back up. Um, we did get requested by a friend of the podcast, Dan Swanson to have a, um, Like a uh, GoFundMe for a tandem bike. So maybe we'll have to do
0: that.
1: Well, I'd rather not purchase a tandem bike, if at all possible. I guess we could rent one. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But why not? Why
2: own when you can rent? Salsa makes a a tandem. Salsa has the Chase couch thing that's out there.
1: If they're, uh, think about it, if they're going to bring- Surely Salsa's
2: going to have a tandem at their demo. Surely,
1: if they're bringing a couch, they have enough room for a tandem.
2: Yeah. So maybe friends of the podcast should just start tweeting at Salsa Cycles and say, let the boys ride
1: mm-hmm.
2: their tandem, and then they can see the value <laughs> of just letting us use the demo that's already there. It's not even going to be used. It's
1: probably going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, you guys, just a quick Google search of weight limit for soft ride tandems. You guys are on the edge. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, little guy? Well, it says uh, just a quick thing that comes up says soft ride beam has a weight limit of 180 pounds for off road use and 200 for on road use. So
1: if you factor in uh, that it's 20 years old, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah, like,
2: I mean, Have you factored in the age? Like, is the structural integrity does that also drop?
0: Uh, I haven't gone that deep, but the yeah, there's a lot of people asking that question. So, how long does this beam last? Lifespan, oh, <laughs> assuming well, no harsh treatment, for as long as one can reasonably. Spencer, expect.
2: you're really going to have to know the fauna because when you're <laughs> staring us into the uh, grass to crash, remember, I don't want to bleed I out will, <laughs> in the
1: Flint Hills of Kansas. I will look for the softest areas <laughs> so, in which to land. So you. is
0: the, Is this like in in cross, people say grass means grip, and in in gravel, people say grass to crash?
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So,
0: I just want to get the lingo right so people think I'm cool when I'm there.
1: Yeah. Tim, I wouldn't worry too much about it. You've got, uh, I'm sure most of that is water weight, and plus these 20-year-old titanium bolts, I'm sure, are just in immaculate shape, so I don't think we'll have anything to worry about.
2: So we have a lot to discuss on the podcast today. One of our favorite annual segments, Riders Without Pro Contracts, where we create a pro tour team based on riders that still haven't signed yet. We're going to be talking about the Deveve Urban Cross Race, Matthew Vanderpoel, and then a little Michael versus Eli uh, schoolyard fight, if you will.
0: Yeah.
2: We got some great listener emails. So, uh, little guy, you are an expert. On cyclocross racing, mm-hmm. specifically on the men's racing, because I know Spencer was able to watch okay. the women's race today. Let us know yeah. what happened at the Daveve urban cross race. Tell me a little bit about the course, all that stuff.
0: Well, the yeah, I mean the coolest thing about the Dave was that I think it had three bridges. Um It was it was really
1: cool. Oh, course You mean like it flyovers? Was,
0: No, I mean, like bridges over rivers, like, uh, the (laughs) finish was on a road in the middle of the bridge and then it crossed over multiple, what looked like, like, like bike commuter cycling paths. Like one of the best shots from the race was that you saw the riders go by and there was like a little sign of a commuter on a bike (laughs) as if they were just on a little commuter way. It was definitely one of the coolest. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of cool courses over in Belgium and the Netherlands that, I'm always like, oh, that looks so fun to ride. But this one was just such a great, like, yeah. somebody was riding home from work one day. They took a bridge, then they turned. They noticed there was a little cool sandy drop off. They did that, and they're like, oh, hey, I'm at the other bridge. They went across. And then, like, whoa, hey, there's a little mud section. I'll just nail that real quick. And then <laughs> circled back around, and they made a loop, and they were like, huh, maybe we can do a professional cyclocross race now, here.
2: Little guy, I did not watch um, the race. Have we. This isn't the the race where they basically go through a Home Depot parking lot. No.
0: It? That are that no no, this is different. This is a I'm pretty sure this is a brand new course. Yeah. This okay. year. Um it, it was really cool. I definitely I mean it's like how cool is it to cross a river during a bike race?
1: Like multiple times. Yeah.
0: Multiple times, yeah. I mean it it, it was a pretty amazing lap. Um and it was it was also a really good race um it was a very very fast course and i know people hate grass crits which is insane because this was like a just a road slash mud crit and it was great and vanderpoel people hate who people who, always who hates i feel like there's a lot for through the years there's been a lot of people like whenever there's a a critty grass race uh, that doesn't have like mud and real cycle cross weather and all that stuff. People kind of rag on it, and that's crazy because those those are some of the best races when you've got people constantly changing position. You've got like five or six people like that battling it out. Stop you right there.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm
2: ready. I usually don't have a problem with grass crits. I did have a major problem with Cross Vegas, mostly just because it was like Velcro grass crit.
0: Yeah, yeah. That yeah. wasn't an exciting grass crit. But if go watch that like was the a clown DVD show. And it wasn't a race where Vanderpool just rode away first lap, is what I'm saying. It was a race and, where you had a pack of riders and
2: cool. Let's like, get back to Cross Vegas real quick. <laughs> 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 so I went to Cross Vegas several times. Uh-huh. It was oh, really wow. cool because the whole entire industry was yeah. there. They also did a good enough job of like adding clown show features that were cool, like the banked Ugh, would I hated that.
1: Turn? I really hated that. I did I did the cool. race one when, when that was in there, and it was just not that fun.
2: But here's the thing. Vegas is a horrible place to host a UCI World Cup Terrible. race. And the fact that they were able to pull it off be- with everything there because of the dying moments of Interbike, it was cool. It would have been cool to see that race Interbike peak like 10 years prior Yeah, when everyone was mm-hmm. going to Vegas. So I'm not clowning on... Cross Vegas as a whole, I'm just clowning on that grass crit being bad. The promotion, okay. the production was pretty good, I thought.
0: I agree with that. I I just think uh, people make too much of a like a muddy hard cross race where it's just one rider sort of following another, and um, don't for some reason sometimes seem to appreciate these races where it's maybe not quite so selective that there has to be a little more tactics involved. Like there was tactics involved, and maybe. Ellie Easterbit and Michael Van Tornout's team didn't know how to use tactics <laughs> and got in a little bit of a fight because maybe they're um, having trouble deciding who's the team leader. You know, I mean, that added a lot of interest to the race.
2: It's So here's one for you, little guy. This race, this Dave Ava race was a C2. And it mm-hmm. still had Matthew Vanderpool show up.
0: Well, he's, he was, he's said earlier in the year he wanted to win that series. Like that was one of the series so- he was going for.
2: Is like the whole, the in the GC. whole series, how do they sca- How do they do the series again? It's Isn't just it GC. a little, like, goofy? This is the one yeah, on time. Yeah, so, like, they combine your times.
0: Yeah, it's by time. So, like, I mean, at least if you go watch it on the flow bikes, like, uh, Johnny Sun and the other dude were all like, oh, he's got to be going for time. He's got to be getting some time on the, you know, and that was part of the reason Ellie bit claimed that he, like, chased down his teammate like a total jerk, um, <laughs> is that he was the leader because he was going for time, which... I'm sure it's a lot of money to win these things, but, like, I don't know. who, Like, who's who really cares about Who was about he chasing down? It? At, I don't know, I don't remember, Spencer, what it was, maybe two or three laps to go when Vanderpool finally just took off. Um, yeah. Michael Van Tornout was kind of on his wheel and ended up about halfway between Vanderpool and then the group chasing. It was, like, Easerbeat, Ertz. But easerbeat has
2: got to be way behind in the overall to Matthew Vanderpol at this point, right?
0: No, Easerbeat's in the lead because Vanderpol didn't oh. hit some of the first rounds, you know?
2: But then how's he going to win? Do they just throw out your lowest time? Like if it's I, on GC, I, don't you have to I, beat all of them?
0: I have no idea. No, probably not. But uh, the yeah. the the thing is, is that Easerbeat dragged the group full of Telenet riders back up to— You mean the Lions? Yeah, the Lions. He dragged that group up— to Michael Van Tornout, who looked back at one point and then immediately just started yelling at Easerbeat and, like, hit him as he rode past him. And Van Tornout ended up being right in the end because (laughs) neither him nor uh, Easerbeat ended up on the podium, you know? Like, they Mm -hmm. basically screwed themselves by not forcing all those other riders to do the work, you know, to get back. So,
1: So, little guy, where... Do you stand on this issue if Ezerbeat is the leader of the series but Ventornout Dornout is the strongest on the day? Who should be the leader? Who should have been working for who?
0: I, I mean, I think it's pretty cut and dry that we were yeah, not. chase him down. No, no, man. Look, dude, dude, you're off my team, dude. Chase him down. GC my, is dude, far listen, more than me. We're in like lap <laughs> six of nine. <laughs> Va- Vanderpool gets a gap nice. of fifteen <laughs> seconds, right? And and you've got a teammate up the road,
1: uh-huh.
0: wh- and you turn around, Tim, and you've got Toonertz, Vanderhaar, uh, Tim Merlier, uh I don't know one of the other four hundred Telenet guys that I can't remember who they are God, on look your at wheel. The alliance. the right. You turn around; those guys are all on your wheel. Why would you do the work to get back? Why wouldn't you just flick the elbow and force the lions to come through? They're going to pull. They've got it. They've got three guys. They can sacrifice a guy. Yeah, maybe. You're going to get back there. You make the other team work. Instead, he put his head down like a dummy and wasted his own energy and ruined his teammates chance of like soloing to second place.
1: Have we done the math would uh Van Tornout have taken over the lead from Easy if uh if he had uh, I haven't done awake? the math. Oh.
0: But the quotes the the qu- quotes from like them, you know, is like Van Tornout being like, "Yeah, you know, I shouldn't have got so mad at him." And the quote from Ellie is like, "I think I was in the right because I'm the leader of the series." And you're like, "I don't know, dude, that's not a way to make your friends like you." You know, like Would they
2: who would you take in a fight?
0: That's tough, because, you know, El- uh, Easerbeat is short, but a little thicker, I, I, and Van Tornout is a scrawny, lanky dude. But in
2: person... Yeah, see, I take, I take Easerbeat, For the because so the center uh, of gravity, yeah. Well, Van has got a little, like, the, um, what is it, the, like, kind of the gangliness, like, maybe he's gonna be good if you get him on, like, on his back, like, kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of...
0: Sure. I bet he's he's got bit, long arms, you know? He's got long arms, I bet. Yeah
2: yeah but the short stocky user bit see this is the type of commentary people need listen to us for whereas if they want real cyclocross race analysis mm-hmm. you've got like bill over at crosshairs radio um, yeah. you got scott over at bike
0: shop cx you know I, like the, 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 that's where you can
2: get the, the the cross racing stuff here it's about who's going to win in a bar fight
0: right i, I mean, think uh looks smaller in person like when we were at track yeah. he was looks smaller in person than i thought he was and when we were not just on the bike, but when we were at the hotel, because we were at the hotel with like all the pros uh, down at breakfast, Van Tornout is bigger looking in person. Yeah,
1: like I feel like
0: yeah. on, Izzy beat's on got TV. some dog in
1: him, though. I, yeah, don't count out the experience, though, Tim. And maybe more importantly, the reach.
0: <laughs> yeah, I the think reach? the reach, yeah. man. easter beat's gonna have to get really close to try to land a punch. Yeah. Van Tornout's gonna yeah. kind of like put one hand out on Ezerbeet's head and then just use the other one. to.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, maybe we'll I'll... see
2: it by end of the year. If this keeps up with the Dave Ava, you know, <laughs> like we'll, we'll find out who the real team leader is.
0: I, that team's you know? going to completely implode by the end of the year. I think with three leaders like that, it's not going to last.
1: Well, the, so we got th- they're going to explode and Sweek's just going to keep on riding away to second places over and over again. It's going to be great.
0: That could be, that could be. Anyway, it's a great, it was a great race. It was a cool course check it and, out.
1: And uh Spencer, what uh what
2: happened on the women's side of the uh, coin there at the uh DVV? Uh
1: another exciting race as per usual for that field uh for the year. Um like little guy said, awesome course, very exciting. Nobody knew how to race it, uh which is yeah. <laughs> always fun, you know what I mean? Like nobody really knows where to make the move or what move is going to stick. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, feeling out a lot of groups splitting and coming back together and really exciting one to watch, uh, in the end, uh, Lucinda brand and, uh, Celine, uh, Del Carmen Alvarado, um, coming into the finishing straight, basically together and Lucinda brand crushing her up the climb to the middle of the bridge, uh, over the river to take the victory. It was, uh, it was a pretty sweet race. Definitely worth
2: checking now, out with the finish line on the bridge, fair mm-hmm. amount of crowd still available or was everyone kind of on the banks watching? Oh it? no, no, that was lines
1: everywhere. Yeah. Okay, cool. It was rad. It, um, local uh, Minneapolis folks will know, Um, you know, when you're finishing up your rides, when your ride heads East and you're coming back and you cross over that bridge from St. Paul, Minnesota over to Minneapolis, right yep. dead center of that Lake street bridge. There's a little sign. And that's a town line sprint. Oh yeah, you guys. it's a good sign. A lot of people forget yeah. about that one, mm-hmm. and uh, it's worth just as much as all the rest. So uh, it reminded well, I'd say me it's of a that. good
0: one. It's double points because it's also county line. It's city and county line, so it's double oh. points so for the series.
2: Now look, right? I, that 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 is a very important rule. Now I don't know what they do for our listeners in Australia, UK, but here in the states, there's the county line sprint, and then also a town line sprint. And the rare occasions when they're doubled up, it's a thing of beauty because you mm-hmm. get double points. <laughs> now we've talked about this before. One of my favorite, and this is a little bit of a segue, but one of my favorite uh, things is when we go on these rides, and when you kind of know that there's like those little, those little towns that were probably have that were probably created back in the 1950s to handle um, the integration of schools. So you know the the total red line of our horrible history as a country. So there's all these tiny little s- cities out there. They're like, why does this town even exist? Well, mm-hmm. nowadays it just exists for bike riders to go through and take the signs. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those around Gainesville. Yeah. When I was up in uh, Florida. So um a couple of other quick shout outs for cyclocross Racing. Uh, friend of the podcast, Michael Vandenham, and Ellen Noble took ruts and guts down in Oklahoma. Yes. And then also we saw um Another American on a podium in a UCI race in Spain, a C2 race. That was Andrew Giuliano uh, taking the uh, third place. Wow. Pretty awesome to see for the Rock Lobster team. And then uh, the final race of the weekend was the C1 that was today in uh, Lampreys. And that was yep. Matthew Vanderpoel over Tom mussen's by five seconds and little known Vanderpool David, in yeah. third place with 14 seconds.
0: I like that. The team sweep, man. Just yeah, not just basically playing with everyone because all the other bigger guys weren't there. Just sort of out for a training session. Those guys, thing of beauty, oh,
2: fun stuff.
0: So I think that um,
2: before we get into the pre lap, let's um hit a couple of our listener emails because we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, rider pro contracts and we got quite a few emails. So I think it'd be nice to uh, hit some of those. What do you guys think? Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hit right, them early. So
2: uh, first one comes to us uh, from Carson George. Uh, listener from Australia, a little lengthy email, but chimes with a couple of things from the Australian point of view guys. (laughs) First off, he's a bus driver. Oh, Carson totally is into our idea of being a bus driver. He says it's important though, to remember that you can put down like a nice five hour ride, middle of the day, the empty streets, no slow commuters in front of Uh. you but then you'll be paying the price when you're sitting down in the chair for like immediately after. Now <laughs> yeah. he doesn't answer the question if bus drivers have time to take a shower or if they're really stinking up the bus for when the kids get back on. <laughs> um, you know, chamois times training time. I don't know, you know, kind of what's going on there. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He's also a big fan of Matthew Vanderpool. Uh, and he says he's surely the world's best male cyclist. So he agrees that he has the championship belt, but what is important to remember is the championship belt can move just from on a whim yes you know every now and then buster douglas did knock out mike tyson a lot of people forget that so yeah. Vanderpol could lose it at any moment but here is one of his questions for us and guys i think we need to dig down into it so carson asks finally who's your pick for the australian national champ oh my god the race is in early january and usually it's hot as the last couple of years has been seen world Tour riders miss the top step due to its most likely being the beginning of training for the important racing to come later in 2020. Will this trend continue? Will the Mitchelton Scott riders, both men and women, let it happen again? Will young Sarah Gigante be able to defend her title and get rid and get a ride on a world tour team? Sure hope so. And will team EF don the stealth all black skin suits before the 2020 kit is revealed at Tour down under? Guys, this is an important question. So first off, let's get to the kits. Mm-hmm. Do you think Education First will be changing up their kit this year? Like, I like I thought the black kit was fantastic. Like yeah. they sold me on like I thought that was their kit. Um, and really? you saw the posts on the social media. I was like, oh wow, I guess they're going all black. But yeah. you know, at least it's unique. Um, and then they came out with the monstrosity that was the Education First kit,
0: <laughs> greatest so, kit in the Peloton.
2: The hyper color kit. So <laughs> what do you guys think? Think they're going to keep that kit?
0: Uh, I think so. I kind of hope they won't just because maybe then they'll do a closeout on all of it. And I can snap it up <laughs> super cheap because that's what I, that's, you know, I'm not on a team anymore. I can write whatever I want. Um, but I, I want one more year. I want to look at it for one more year. at least. So little guy, is that the one, if you were going
2: to go full kit wanker, it would be the team education first kit.
0: Like current teams. Yeah, for sure. Maybe well, I mean, just totally. I, I, but yeah, I
2: think you can. Uh, I think that there's like. Wh- what do you think, Spencer? Let me ask you. Do you think that there's like a um, statue of limitations on when it's okay to wear a full kit of a past pro team? Meaning, like, if I showed up on a team ride right now in a full Fossa Bordalo kit, right? I think a lot of people would be like, "Nice kit." If I did that during peak Alejandro Pataki, like. 500 snuffs of his, um, inhaler. Yeah. Yeah. Time. I don't think people would be so keen on me wearing that kit.
0: No, totally. I... If now you're showing a little bit of uh, knowledge. Man. <laughs> yeah.
2: So how many years?
1: I think, uh, hmm. I think an average is 10 years, a full decade after the shutdown of the team is when it becomes <laughs> a full acceptable. shutdown of the team. Yeah.
2: So, so, so it's never okay to wear an, a uh, I Benesto kit. Because that team still exists forty years later. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. That was that, never that, a good kit, that, though. Yeah, so yeah, you wouldn't wear no, that was, one anyway.
2: What was the other kit? They had the Illis Balares for the yeah, Balearic Islands. But if you could get yeah, one, one of those,
0: uh, you could get one of those. The Valverde kit when it went, oh, and they the went pin, totally nuts. The pinstripe? With their... No, I was thinking of the uh, the version when he was Spanish national champ, and they went crazy, and his bike was crazy. That that's what I'm thinking of. But...
2: All right, Spencer, I, I got us on Segway Street again. Imagine that. You're saying 10 years.
1: Yeah. 10 years for uh, a normal kit. Like if you want to ride in a Cofidis kit from 10 years ago, you're good to go. <laughs> if you want to ride in the red and white one from today, that's pretty nasty. Uh, and you'd be made fun of the exceptions as there are always <laughs> there- exceptions to the rule are the number one, arguably the number one kit of the day. Like you can get by just on the cool factor. So your example of Fossa Portolo, you could have rode that in 2004 because they were the team. They were the oh. team. Uh, they were I, the quick step understand quick understand step, quick I never you guys' love stepped. of that
0: team. I just don't get Spencer, it. Spencer, I'm just,
2: I'm just going to call this out. I know where you're taking this. I, I know exactly where you're taking this. Interesting. Do you want me to tell you where you're going with this? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Because you're about to mention Credit Agricole because I was already <laughs> checking to see... You were wearing the Credit Agricole kit in like 2007 and that team existed. I had to check through 2008. So I'm assuming that now you're just going to claim that the Credit Agricole kit was a top... Uh, oh, absolutely. Top Are you kidding okay. me?
1: That was an amazing,
2: amazing yeah. kit. Yeah, I could read you like a comic book. Yeah. Um.
1: But so you'd be okay with the Fasa Bordelow. You're okay with uh Mepay, uh when they were still, you know, in the heights of their thing. You're, you'd be okay with it. Now the question that arises is is the education first kit one of those all-time kits
2: no i'm sorry like little guy
1: I, i'm sorry man and here's here's my dilemma is that i think the kit the way it looks it is but i think the results that they produced with it this year do not add up to they a didn't championship win
2: Kansas.
1: yeah they couldn't even win Kansas, um, so I, I can't. I can't justify <laughs> it. I don't think it's okay.
0: Kansas. Oh <sighs> man, I don't. I mean, wh- what do win? What do wins matter about a great kid? They don't matter. Castorama didn't here, win anything. It's still, the greatest I, kid all the time.
1: Yeah, but we're past ten years.
2: Can I tell you my problem with this though? Is that the yeah. pro- the problem with us all this? The, all of this is that there's too many people that are fans of the education first kit. So there'd be too many people wearing that kit. Like I feel like I've if never you were the one, one showing up with a Credit Agricole kit or showing up with a Faso Bordello, like you'd have to be a true
0: fan. Yeah, but he- here's the thing: uh, the the kids yeah, I, I bet mostly they sold see... out of those T shirts at Dirty Cancel. Come on, yeah, yeah. But the the yeah. kid I mostly see around Minneapolis, people riding pro kits, are Team Sky, which yeah, is not well, old well, enough and does no, not meet uh, any criteria for being no, worn. No, and uh, there's a guy I see on the Greenway every day in the summer with a full Astana kit. Like, what's going on? I never see any cool kits. Those are the two current ones I ever see. Maybe he's the Argon 18 rep. He's not. He's (laughs) on a Bianchi. No. (laughs) No. Yeah, well, if that's the case, he's throwing away. The Argon 18 rep is throwing away his his Astonic colors.
2: Spencer. Yes. Let's come up with it right now. Of the current World Tour team kits. Okay. The current ones. Which ones would you be willing to show up on, like an Orlando group ride, which means 125 people? Oh, like, like what? What current kit and little guy? I'm gonna ask you the same. I'm assuming it's just education first, no other kit. Yeah, I mean, make, I've I shown mean, up you know. on a movie star kit, right? And instantly, I have a lot of friends. Uh, the, a lot of the Spanish-speaking riders want to come up and talk all about, um, uh, Nairo. And I mm-hmm. I can't speak a lick of Spanish, <laughs> so then they're like, hey, "Are you like, what's going on here? Why are you a fan of this team?" Um, but so, that's the only kit that I can wear right now. What other kit should I get?
1: You have in this scenario that you laid out for me, Tim, uh, showing up to a, a massive group ride, and your only option is to is to choose one of on the World Tour kits. You've got two choices. Either you you have a bike. Uh, that is used in the world tour and then you just choose whatever, uh, team. Oh, wow.
2: So you go st- rides that straight bike. full, full kit wanker, like yeah. the whole thing.
1: Yeah, you have to.
2: Okay. I'm on a moots. So help me out here. You know, then
1: you're well, in then, then you have to go to your plan B and that means, uh, you either have to choose the best looking kit in the Peloton, which is obviously the Bora hands girl kit. Um, yeah. or you go for pure like intimidation factor, in which case you choose the Bahrain Marita kit, uh, you know, because anyone there would be like, well, there's no way he bought that because he likes the team or likes the look of the kit. He must be affiliated somehow. And therefore I am now afraid and will not talk trash during this race or this ride.
2: Okay. Next question. Yeah. What if I showed up in my lotto, uh, uh, Lapata Finnish national champion kit from Trek, or the Tom Skuun's Latvia national champion kit from Trek. I think that the national championship kit can be a nice alternative.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. those are those are good. Those are not World Tour kits, so official like team kit. You know, they're they're like side kits. So I think that's uh you're in a gray area there, and you're okay. I I think
2: if I was gonna choose a kit to where if I was going to go full Kit Wanker in the current setup, I think AG2R now meets the criteria that Spencer set because it is, it's is—it's amazing.
0: I mean, it's been it amazing for a lot and of
1: it, time. And it's, it's been setting the mark for a good decade. So I think, yeah, I think you're fine. All right,
2: cool. All right, let's get into another uh, quick email before that uh, pre lap if you guys are at that. Um, this one comes to us from friend of the podcast, Graham Partain, Is Spencer being honest when he says he's never ridden a tandem? Is there a plan to practice? Or are we going into this cold? I mean, I tried tandeming 12 years ago with my wife. It was when we were still dating. Let's just say it's almost cost me my future wife. I know Tim has tandem experience. I worry about you guys getting off the start line or even five miles down the gravel road. You guys need a tandem camp. Rooting for you guys. I'll be there at Kanza. Definitely not on a tandem.
1: Graham. Um, so there's a, there's a few things to unpack here, but, uh, let me start off by saying that technically I am lying because I have ridden a tandem in the past, but I've only ridden (laughs) it maybe a half mile, uh, maybe a mile. Um, I purchased a tandem Oh, for $300, a Schwinn twin off of a, off of a local, uh, 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 you Know used items board and uh met a, a gentleman um to, to pick up the bike and uh went there with little guy because I needed somebody to be on we the, back the, the tandem, yeah. We oh my god, cruised around and uh and it was fine, it worked good. We decided everything was good, done deal, and uh, I believe did i send you home on the tandem by yourself little guy and i drove no, my car back or ro- y-
0: you wrote it home Whoa, I drove wait car wait higher. wait
1: wait, okay how much what was the asking price oh it was 300 i, I didn't haggle at all it was a great deal you didn't haggle no dude they,
2: people put things on craigslist they don't expect to get the money that they asked for it like you're supposed to negotiate it's the extreme open you gotta like flinch you gotta be like whoo that's 100 oh man Tim, Tim, maybe Tim. new
1: now you might be new to sales i get it But you only employ that strategy if you're willing to walk away from the deal. You can't say, would you take 250? And when they're like, no, you got to be able to walk away. And I was not in that situation. I wanted that bike and I was going to have it and there was no haggling about it.
2: Okay, so how many times have you ridden that bike since the moment you were like, (laughs) man, I cannot walk away from this amazing deal.
1: Let me tell you, I uh, rode that bike over to little guys where he met me with my car um, and uh, and stored it away in his backyard. And that was the last time I ever saw the bike. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Uh, Did the guy steal it back? Who knows? I don't know where that bike ever went. Um, I kind of forgot I owned it. Um, Little guy kind of forgot it was in his backyard uh, behind the shed. Out of mm-hmm. sight and um next time we looked for it a few months later it was no longer there.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it was a while. I mean I I, I have no idea. It, it it literally could have been stolen that day or it might have been stolen the morning before we both, yep. you know, kind of peeked our head and was like,
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, Man, good thing a you didn't
2: haggle that price down uh, and you weren't willing to walk away.
1: <laughs> I wanted it. I needed it. So um yeah, unfortunately, that uh, that's the extent of my tandem experience. So I am uh, uh, this tandem camp sounds enticing, Tim. I think we should probably work something out. But then again, on the other hand, like how hard could it be to ride a tandem?
2: Oh, it's Spencer. We got this. Like, I, <laughs> come on, it's
0: not that hard.
1: No, it can't be. Uh... I don't think there's anything to it.
0: You guys, I have more tandem experience than both of you cuz I've done a couple 50-mile rides um many years ago on, on, on a road tandem, like a road bike tandem, like a Santana uh-huh. or something. And it can be it can be kind of hard, I'll admit. You got to get the rhythm. You got to you got to flow. You got to flow together, you know? It's, your,
1: it's your cadence needs to be on uh, on the well, same page. Yeah, I'm sure I the mean, listeners
2: agree. A... If there's anything that Spencer and I have, it's <laughs> chemistry.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's,
0: you know, you got to know, like, you can't, it's not just like riding normally. You can't just jump out of the saddle and put in a big attack like you usually do, Tim. You know, um, you got to oh, we, we
1: you... uh We have code words. So that part yeah. is already set. The strategy is there. If Tim sees the move coming from behind me, where, you know, like where I obviously in my blind spot, he's going to be right there. And uh, mm-hmm. he's gonna yell broccoli, uh, and I'm gonna know to just start laying down the power right then, and uh, and that we need to we need to really go for it. So, um, you know, we'll come up with a few other ones for you know crashing, stopping, left turn, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll be done. crashing.
0: Yeah, crashing. That's Are you gonna call so, out crashes before? No, you do No, no. There'll be a code word yeah. for it. Crashing.
2: Well, guys, we totally forgot to answer. The most important question that Carson had, and of course, that was who's going to win the tour, or the uh, Australian National Championships. Well, we all know it's going to be pulling Matthews. Let me tell you why.
0: Oh, hey there, all you hosers. This is Manitoba Mike Vandenham from Canada, and uh, you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, eh?
2: All right, guys, here we are in the wonderful pre Lap. That means once again, we're racing for a variety of things. We'd like to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. There's so many great shows on the Wide Angle Podium Network, so make sure you head over to wideanglepodium.com to check it out. The Gravel Lot continues to slay it. They had Mike Zinnard on the other day from uh, mm-hmm. Specialized Bikes. That was great to see. We also have Bike Stop CX, the consummate athletes, and then Bill continues to slay it on Cyclocross Radio. So you want to check that out. So thanks again to our listeners and supporters. And there's a couple of ways that you can support the network. One of which is that you head over to BucklerSkincare.com and you take advantage of the Miracle Wap chamois Cream. The tingle is the miracle. Head over to BucklerSkincare.com. Get the Miracle Wap chamois Cream handcrafted in Tallahassee, Florida. You won't regret it.
1: No. We got to we no. put our order in for DK. Uh, he's going to be working yeah. out for a while. We're going We're to need a lot. You can get the eight ounce tub. Yeah.
2: Well, I got the four ounce and it's been working great. But man, that eight ounce is definitely going to come in handy. Definitely taking a portion of the frame bag.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, 200 miles is nothing to joke about. I don't care. I don't care what. No. You don't want to no. be out there without chamois cream.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Um, Water and chamois cream. That's what you need when you're out there.
1: <laughs> for sure wide angle podium, speaking of water, uh, wide angle podium is also brought to you, um, by works. Uh, the works hydro shot is a uh, power cleaner that you need. It is honestly, like I'm going off script here for a second, but this is like the one tool that has been missing from every single amateur, uh, bike racer, bike mechanic, whatever. Um, for as long as I've been riding bikes, like You want the power washer, but they're too expensive. They're too big. They're too bulky. You need to put gas in them. Everything sucks. They blast everything off your bike. It's kind of awesome, but you know it's kind of terrible. Yep. And you never fill up the bucket and bring out the brush into the backyard and clean (laughs) off your bike. Like As as good of intentions as you may have. This thing, Works Hydro Shot, is the perfect happy medium that's like a power cleaner that's not going to destroy all your parts but it's gonna do a much better job and make it easy for you to actually wanna do it. Uh, so you just throw this thing, it's battery operated, totally portable, lightweight, attach it to any water source you've got. If you're at home, hook it up to the hose. If you're at the races, drop a, drop it in a, a five gallon bucket of water, whatever, and just do yourself I, a favor. Clean the boat.
2: I gotta admit, I'm a little jealous that you guys get to use this thing all the time in the crappy weather of the North. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas I'm actually riding my bike down here and like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, cleaning the bike isn't an every every ride kind of thing like you guys have to deal with. And the, yeah. so it seems pretty easy to just bust that thing out, wash away all that salt that uh, is <laughs> building up on your bottom bracket. Whereas like, yeah, I get a little bit of sand every now and then, but it's not too bad. <laughs> Did I mention today was 66 degrees when I rolled out? Oh. So I didn't need my knee warmers. But man,
0: yeah, the yeah. works
2: definitely makes the bike clean for when I go out there yeah mm-hmm.
0: no absolutely yeah yeah um it's uh the works is great but i mean you could just also live in florida and never have to clean your bike that's the <laughs> that's other the thing, option
1: is uh <laughs> people like tim think that they can just because the weather's nice they don't have to wash the bike off oh you got to get that salt air off of it i mean come on <laughs> yeah that ocean <laughs> spray i'm sure you're getting yeah, that yeah. uh well, it's not just a delicious juice it, it gets on your bike <laughs> Um, no, road grime, all that stuff. Like you need to take care of your parts if you want them to be working at their optimal level. Otherwise, you're gonna be visiting your friends at your local bike shop way more often for tune-ups and new rotors and pads and chains and all that junk. So, Hydro Shots, uh head over to yourcleanbike.com and use the code CLEANBIKE. Get yourself 15% off any of the works hydro shot products, uh, including the batteries, extra batteries, the uh, bike specific kit they put together uh, for winding a podium for this promotion um, and uh, yeah check it out I love it little guy loves it everybody loves it uh, who's been using it which is great except for Tim who doesn't have one because he lives <laughs> in sunny Florida uh, <laughs> go to
2: yourcleanbike.com your use the code cleanbike and save 15% on the hydro shot yeah. and join the club alright let's get back to the show noble and you're listening to the slow ride podcast well guys we still have one or two quick emails that we need to get to and lead us on to our conversation of future of of uh, or what how we want to create a team of riders out of contract so first friend of the podcast, Douglas Kniper, hits us up and says, Hey guys, I saw that Zwift was having a Thanksgiving event where participants could ride along with world champion Chloe Dygert-Owen. At first, I thought this was a great way for folks to burn some calories before indulging in the cornucopia of food that makes a Thanksgiving feast. However, after a bit of thought, I'm wondering how many families were deprived of mashed potatoes because an uncle, grandma, or step-cousin had the electric mixer hooked up to the trainer while Zwifting on Thanksgiving. (laughs) A great multi-layered joke here from our friend, uh, Evil Niper. Yep. (laughs) Doug, coming through, do you think people were using the mixer to get the Tron bike while riding with Chloe Diger and then they're over there just snacking away at the Thanksgiving table?
0: Could have been. Wouldn't put it by him.
2: Bike racers love to cheat. (laughs) So good. Oh, I don't think that we will ever uh, get 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 enough laughs out of the tweeting of Swift World because you know it is coming for sure. Um, we also kind of uh, broke a little bit of news, guys, the other day. Oh yeah did you did you see our Slow Ride podcast Instagram account at the Slow Ride Pod? No,
1: I did. I didn't see that. What
2: if you go through, you can kind of cycle through uh, one or two photos. I also have it on our Twitter account at the Slow Ride Pod. Friend of the pod, Sean Moore, was in Miami, got a phone call, got a text message. He's a former wakeboard pro, skilled man, knows the world of boats, Okay, got hit up by one gorgeous George Hincapie. Oh, my God. George is like, hey, got some guys in town like to go wakeboarding or kiteboarding or whatever. I don't don't know. I don't, I live in Orlando. I, you know, hour and a half away from the ocean. Sean put some photos up on his Instagram. And if you squint, you can see Chris Froome out there riding the wake. Hang on. I have.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure he has a broken leg.
2: I'm also pretty sure that you're not going to see this story anywhere else except the slow ride podcast at first till now it blows up. But guys, Chris Froome with broken leg and all well on his way to recovery if i was I, <laughs> in the tour in france yeah i would be a little worried that chris Froome is back
1: i feel like just last week he posted a photo from a hospital bed being like um i'm getting closer you guys like i'm working on it oh, it's been a long road um i'm surely i'm coming back and now he's now he's surfing
2: yeah, and yeah, good for him. Yeah, stoked for my buddy Sean who got to hang out with George. I think Vanderveld was there, Chris Froome having a good old day. On, like, you can see the Miami skyline in the back. Now, I know Chris Froome does spend a lot of time in Miami and he has done this for the last few years, really. Um, yeah, so he's comes down. I think that the best buddies challenge, one of the charity rides that he does, right. is, is here. Um, it Miami, little guy, I. I kind of lied to you when I said that there's only one place to ride in Miami. There's actually three. Um, there's, <laughs> wow, there's the place three. that goes on to Key Biscayne where there's a nice bridge.
0: Yep. I, I, I um, went over there. I didn't. Yeah. So lots I saw of, that.
2: lots of climbs, lots of, lots of uh, people riding that a uh, mm-hmm. lot of Everest challenges <laughs> it comprises of 800 summits of that bridge. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and you see like Tony Canon, see like race car drivers live over in Key Biscayne. You can then also ride up a one a pretty much to like, West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, kind of lame, just flat up, or you can ride out to Homestead, Florida, which is around like the orange groves or, you know, down that way where it's really flat. But Froome is known to spend time in Miami. I didn't know he was a wakeboarder, let alone after crashing in a horrible crash before he was going to do the triple, um, last year. But, um, it's great to see him back in, in motion. Here's the question. Is Bernal nervous?
1: Oh, should be. I didn't you see think him so? wakeboarding.
0: Because was probably just, you know, did uh did four or five hours in the mountains. I wouldn't be nervous if I just did four or five hours in the mountains and my, my rival was wakeboarding.
2: Which one do you think is better for the team though?
1: Oh, the wakeboarding, for sure. This is hey, a this on. is a psychological warfare. This is like, oh yeah, I'm out here having fun, enjoying my life. Look at how successful I've been. Way more successful than you. I'm definitely gonna win again. No problem. Like and very casual li- attitude.
2: You guys think Bernal's the leader of that team? Little guy. Come on. You got to be kidding me. Chris Froome is that team. Is the epitome of Team Sky Ineos. He <laughs> well, he's speaks the- British English. Yeah. He adds <laughs> the weird little u's that you don't even need in words. He is the leader of that team. That's Bradley Wiggins. <laughs> That's Karen Thomas, who the leader of that team is. It's Chris Froome. I will.
1: <laughs> oh
2: boy! Ouch! Oh. In other news, did you guys? Did you guys remember Operation Andorlas?
0: How could I forget? Of course,
2: this the is best the photo ever. This is the photo of the guy that was in mid transfusion, the cross country skier. Oh right, yeah. They just announced that uh, samples from 2015, 2016 are now going to be resubmitted for testing.
0: It's going to so, be fun, little guy. It's gonna be fun.
2: How many people do you think are a little nervous that uh Austrian law enforcement now has the uh, you know, the right to sample some of those uh those tests from the German doctor. Yeah. Who had 20 21 athletes were originally under investigation.
0: And wasn't the wasn't it the doctor like the performance director guy from bahrain marina was also slightly linked to that too yeah so you got um,
2: patakis in here by the way just, uh, just <laughs> drop that one in there that yeah, yeah he was a uh, in connection with that investigation
0: uh, um i bet there's some i bet there's a few nervous people my feeling is they're it, gonna catch somebody we don't even think of like you know like who's look who's been caught so far they weren't riders that in any way were on our radar as dopers or being that successful you know
2: I it would be funny if they all had code names and they were using the same code names that they also use for Operation Puerto. Like, oh, and they'll never they'll never guess that it was my dog for the second time in a row. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, fool me once, no way. But
2: yeah, this is this is gonna be pretty awesome when, when this one comes out. This is gonna give the Slow Ride podcast uh some uh some fodder for days. So very exciting. Um all right. So with that, little guy. Mm-hmm. why don't you take it away to this little uh segment of pro riders without contracts as we create our slow ride podcast uh. 2020 <laughs> world tour team the rules are we need to get let's just let's create a tour team what is that eight riders
0: Ooh, it's gonna be tough. on this okay. team
2: we're going for the tour the eight of us we need eight riders that are going to be flying our banner little guy go ahead and introduce and lead us along
0: Oh, if we're gonna do a draft. This is gonna be really tough. Well, if we just go off of the pro cycling stats page of riders with no team for next year, there are some pretty solid riders on here. A lot of guys getting old, but I think they still got a little something extra in the legs. Um, you guys want to you want you guys want to go through and draft on this?
2: Tim? I don't think we need a draft. I think collectively we can come okay. up with a pretty solid team. So there's well, 23 riders that are listed.
0: The, so there's part definitely of the, some. Yeah. Part of no the problem brainers. with this list, though, is there's a few guys on here who have been linked, <laughs> who probably are already off the market. So, like, Peter Vakoff is on here, but he's been linked to Vanderpool's team. So that might happen. Uh, Madolo, Sacha Madolo, is leaving EF, but he's been linked to Vanderpool's team. I think we all know that Sam Bennett is going to Quickstep, step, Right. Like, that's, mm. that's been the kind of known thing forever.
2: But and, the contract has not been signed, little guy. The key no. is the Slow Ride Podcast has buku well, bucks. We've sold a okay. lot of Miracle Wap chamois cream over at bucklerskincare.com. <laughs> that's true. We and, can and, afford these riders.
0: Well, and then the other one other problem is Rohan Dennis is obviously going to go um, to a team. I don't want him on our team. Well, I'm I know. And <laughs> like, I don't either. And like, also, he's going to go veto. to a team that rides BMC um, and break his fork and hurt himself. So. Um. <laughs> wow. You know, if there's <laughs> one bike I'm willing wow. to throw under the bus, it's a BMC. Come on. Um, it's the Lego bike. All right. So, so let's go no-brainers
2: on this list. Yeah.
0: No-brainers, top of the list. Yeah. I think. Team guys. Team leader, Domenico Posaviso.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> team leader. We're already leader. off to a bad start.
2: Little guy, no, no, you're no, at a Posa- horrible start. Look at number eight on that list. Come on.
0: Oh, come on, you guys. Come on. No, I, Carlos
2: Bettencourt is on
0: this team. Are you kidding? No, he's on this team, but he's not our team yeah. leader. Posavios no, he might not leader. be that.
2: Well, he's hey, a white jersey winner. He's using brain massage, I will,
0: Tim. You told me yourself, brain massage. He's our leader.
2: Okay, maybe maybe we're getting a little. We're, we're we're two ships in the night. We're talking past each other here, little guy. I <laughs> okay. don't care about team leader. I'm talking about who is the foundational rock of this team. It is Carlos Bettencourt
0: wait so you want your foundational rock to be a guy who if anything has had an up and down career and neat seems like he needs a foundational rock to hang on to <laughs> yes yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. this team Great. is to
2: get in the media coverage of the slow ride podcast Carlos will get us there
0: yes okay all right bet all right I, well first first pick we'll take Carlos <laughs> can we take Posevio <laughs> with our second pick please no let me tell you why <laughs> <laughs>
2: Leopold Koenig is also on this list. Oh,
0: Timmy, okay, here's the thing. Former top might not be 10. able to walk after all the bad karma you've given him over the years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, I am uh I'm gonna arbitrate this a little bit here. Tim, right, thank you, I am uh the judges have accepted your uh Carlos Betancourt argument and we are selecting him first in our in our team uh pool here from the free agents that are available. Okay. Uh, and little guy, we are going to uh, head this yes. team up as a two-headed attack, two-pronged <laughs> attack here with Posa Vivo totally as agrees. Our, uh, yeah. our co-team leader. Um, getting the brain
2: skills, massage yeah. nightly.
1: He'll be probably our strongest rider, but Carlos is going to get the captain's armband, you
0: know? That's fine
1: with no,
2: me. He's the Mitch a-
0: Docker of the of the team.
1: He, we need a
2: road captain. It is <laughs> Carlos Bettenker. <laughs>
0: right okay all right that's that's two solid picks um now
2: and can i just point out it's really late in the season little guy we have the ultimate leverage here these guys need rides in the tour so we can we can pay whatever we want we can get these guys on our team
1: yeah oh
0: totally totally
1: when we think about this from a marketing perspective we do need an american on our team to really sell this here in our uh in our Mm. own country so We're going to pick up Ian Boswell, who is out of contract from Team Katusha, along with you know most of their team, I would assume. Most of Team Um,
0: Katusha, yeah. So we're going to pick him
1: up, kind of as a a, not as a pity pick, but as a you know more of a marketing savvy pick.
2: I I think what's important here, Spencer, that you raise a good point is that we don't have a world tour license, so we need to convince Mm -hmm. the French promoter. We need to convince ASO that they need to take the Slow Ride podcast free agent team unlike yeah. without a race resume at all like it's purely on the power of our riders and the marketing story we bring them so now we bring them the entirety of the u.s market with Ian in boswell huge. Yes. Yes. huge yeah one of the largest economies in the world we got him um, we have carlos bettenker okay. up and coming country of cycling <laughs> colombia yeah right yeah. we have doma donamico posavivo fantastic rider actual legit gc guy yeah we're at three what do you got low guy
0: well, so I'm gonna say fourth pick. I think we gotta go with Daryl Impey. I don't think we can mess around. We have gotta get him signed up before he he slips away to an actual real team.
1: He's kind of boring.
0: Kind of boring.
1: He, he's our breakaway guy, though. Here's, you know,
0: here's the guy. Fall asleep he's the guy. on the bus, and everyone's he's gonna be good, like, "Oh, did we have no, another
2: he, guy here?" Like I don't. I haven't seen
0: him do anything. He's our the camera guy. time guy. Look, I'm not the biggest Tour Down Under fan, but it is a pro tour race, and he won it this last year
1: and he won a stage
0: he won a stage of the tour you can't you can't argue with that that's All right.
2: quality no no you're very true he he's a he's a good rider south african okay now i'm going to okay that's a solid pick
1: we're only up to 4 and we've got a big team here to fill out so i'm going to i'm going to go ahead and knock out a couple uh here for us we need some support for our captain carlos uh, bentenkor and our backup captain uh Posavivo. so mm. we're going to grab uh uh andre amador we're going to grab Leopold Konen. Absolutely.
2: Solid okay. pick, Spencer. Great work here. Can
0: I argue against Amador?
1: And we're going to grab Enrico Bataglin uh as well. So we're just going to take those whoa, three. Whoa, whoa.
0: Bat- Bat- whoa, Bataglan? Whoa. No way, man. I don't want that dude on my team. Low-grade <laughs> Italian guys that like had one good win and got their way onto a team, off that, my team.
1: That is exactly what we need to get into those Italian races that we need uh, uh, so, wild cards But well, why party. don't we take so,
0: Valerie Agnoli, who was on ba- Baron, Baron this last year? I think that's our pick.
1: I've never heard of that guy. Um. Yeah, i never heard of him either. This is why the little right. guy, yeah. So I do
2: like, Spencer, how you just snuck Bagolin, uh yeah. in there after you pick mentioned Amador. one pick
1: and suddenly pick.
0: So were we at six riders? Yeah. Amador is legit. Okay. Very so solid. The, Amador, Amador can't even argue to against me him. at the World Championships in Richmond, <laughs> and I'm never going to forgive him for that. He is a really good rider, and he's a he's quality rider. Can, can I... Were you surprised
2: I, that he didn't talk to you,
1: the little guy?
0: No, I'm not surprised, but I did see him talking right after he lied to me <laughs> that he couldn't speak English, and then I saw okay. him talking to English. Somebody. So, um,
1: here... Now, you bring up something important, little guy, and uh, I forget if we're at six or seven or five riders. I don't even know. We're, we're going to start filling this out a little further. We need to focus our, on the media again, not just marketing, but the media. So we need we need to be talked about on on Sky Network. We need to be talked about on uh, GCN over there in the beautiful UK um, and Down Under as well. So whatever their channel is, I don't know. Um, yep. But we need to pick up, there's two, Aussies three yep. uh well we're not gonna count Rohan Dennis um no we got two Aussies on this list uh Shane Ultrabald and Alex Frame I don't know much about either of these guys but they've got some experience they're probably good uh uh you know uh water carrier types um who will they do they probably the listen to the podcast yeah, I've, they're I've, probably I've, yeah they're probably got podcast to listeners so I'm gonna pick two. up those two
0: Well, here's the thing. If you pull up the uh, Pro Cycling Stats photos of these two, Alex Frame looks like a great guy. He's a young guy. He's an up-and-comer. He's got more room (laughs) for improvement. If you pick up Shane Archibald and and you take a peek at that, you look at his photo on Pro Cycling Stats. You say, oh, short hair, clean-cut fella. And then you're like, what's that on his shoulder? (laughs) Oh, he looks like he might have the the craziest mullet in the world. Um, All right, so I Rich think that's Docker, basically a no-brainer.
2: You got you to call up your countryman from New Zealand, um, Shane Archbald. <laughs> yeah,
1: way, it's. Do you like how I did
2: that? Just the sweet segue.
1: I think that is a a slam dunk for our team. Um, that is definitely going to be our road captain. Holy, uh, he will be barking orders. He will be we'll bossing the peloton Guys, around for us. Now which sure. the greatest. Do, do, do yourself a
2: favor and click on that picture so you see his picture over time. I think we have a new team captain. Holy crap! Look at the, like, okay, he was on Aqua Blue. That already deserves a lot of points and credit because he was on that one by. He oh, had the mullet in training when he was on the Bora Argon eighteen team.
0: Yeah, no, he has a, this thing amazing. Is amazing. A hair on him,
2: and he's New Zealand. I'm pretty sure that is the most stereotypical New Zealand bike rider I've ever seen. that that, that haircut and mullet. That is oh yeah. Shane Shane no, give us okay. a call you're gonna come on the podcast it would be great to have you and no. you're on our team
0: he's no, our team I know, sprinter I, team. I know we got a lot uh, We got. he's a lot our of team hits. what? you think he's our team leader? no team sprinter oh team sprinter yeah yeah well we've got okay. one more pick right? And then I well we need to get tough. a Belgian what
2: about uh, Jan Backlands?
0: Uh no Well, no, no, Backlands no, no. has got the whole porn problem <laughs> well, he's, <laughs> he's a real wait. porn addict wait <laughs> And that what? might keep him from training enough, you know. So yeah, he had that he had that thing a few years ago where before the tour he said <laughs> the tour was fine until he he ran he ran out of porn or something and it didn't make His any team sense. Is
2: such a band of misfits. So we have a guy that I just drafted for the team that has a porn problem.
1: No, well, you, we're not taking him. He's, he's no, we're not taking mixed. him. Yeah, no, he's a
0: fine writer, but like the fact that in like 2014 he was still bringing DVDs with him to the tour to watch his porn rather than just streaming it is weird.
1: Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Here's no. who I
0: think we should take. I think we should <laughs> take <laughs> Gediminas Bagdonas from AG2R, formerly from okay. AG2R. He is Lithuanian. He is he, a. Beast it's always of a, a national champion kid. Yeah, yep. you get national champion kit, and like we need a guy who can sit at the front <laughs> for five hours, and all 1.85 meters and 78K of, of this guy, he's going to just sit at the front and crush it for hours and set up Posa He's going to keep Posa so out of the wind he'll think he's behind a truck. It's perfect. I like
1: it. I like good. that. I think that is a very good strategy. I've also noticed that... Um, with our pickup of Daryl MP earlier, we got a ton of world tour points. So we might actually uh, be okay in the standings, uh, yeah. Overall, so this is looking like a pretty solid team, you guys. It,
0: it is true that like you're 100 percent correct, Spencer. If we actually built that into a team and like picked up a few other guys, we would have a solid amount of world tour points. Like some of
1: these so guys had this, tough seasons oh, did, last year, but some of them, this
2: clown show.
1: Certainly.
0: what
2: sponsor would we pitch this to
1: certainly we would have more points than uh dimension data did this year so
0: <laughs> oh 100 and half these guys on this list crashed in like june and didn't get to ride the last <laughs> half of the season
1: <laughs> we can uh we can work out the sponsorship proposals uh after we present the team i think they'll be knocking at our door tim so we shouldn't have to worry too much about that I, i'm just
2: thinking if we take uh, Jan Backlands and his porn problem that opens up an entire market of unlimited funds from companies that are more than likely looking for some media coverage of sponsoring oh. a cycling team
0: have you seen our Lithuanian champion friends uh, time, Lithuanian time trial ch- champion jersey you got, everyone's got to go look that up just go find his Instagram it's amazing it's red green and like weird gold color it is such a great weirdo <laughs> kit it's so good. Look,
2: well, that's a solid pick with a uh, bag Yeah, I'm a little surprised that AG2R is letting him go.
0: Yeah, I am too. I'm actually, it's I'm always a legitimately surprised kid. why he's not, he's not, hasn't. I mean, most of, the, I mean, really, all those guys we picked, and there's a bunch of other guys on there. Like, I don't understand why they haven't found rides. You know, there, there's a lot of good riders on this list.
1: So, so. if we've got um Jetty Minia's Bag of here, I'm thinking. We can. I can put together a sponsorship proposal. Take it down the street here to uh, Dunkin' Donuts World headquarters. This should be a slam dunk.
2: It's the old bag of donuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I like it. Yep. Just that's that's yeah. That should be and, pretty easy.
1: <laughs> and you know, Carl- Carlos is going to be on board.
2: Guys, <laughs> yeah. guys, this Shane Archbold guy. Oh.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you can see why he's getting booted off of uh, Bora Hansgrohe because Daryl Oss could not take the heat. He could not take the pressure. Oh no! Of, uh, yeah, you're of trying did, to keep how, up.
0: How did we not realize the hair game that that team? We knew about Oss, and we knew we knew sometimes Sagan brings it, but like Bora was bringing the, ha- the hair game just all over the place. Mm-hmm. He won
2: a stage at the uh, Czech Cycling Tour too. I mean, guys, this you're a pretty solid team here. I, th- I think we absolutely crushed it. That was fantastic. That's a record breaking segment. And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Member of the Wide Angle Podium Network, head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out more about our family of shows and how to support the network. We'd also like to thank Buckler Skincare for their continued support with the Miracle Wap Shammy Cream. Head over to BucklerSkincare.com to find out more. And Works Power Tools, you go over to yourcleanbike.com enter the promo code cleanbike and get that hydro shot power washer and you're going to have the shiniest bike in all of your local peloton definitely check it out and with that this is Tim in Orlando
0: this is Matt in Minneapolis
1: and this is Spencer in Boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road the slow
0: ride podcast likes advice and rumors straight from the source the slow ride and on twitter at the slow ride